anyway, this is for off the pot talk. More talk kind of forgot. Yourself. Kind of forgot we were still recording there for a second. What we do here is go back, 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 back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Wheel Route Podcast, mildly legitimate conversation amongst friends and lovers. We talk about college football, we talk about lifestyle. We are on the internet, www.thewheelroute.com. Uh, we have an email address, which is wheelroutepodcast at gmail.com. Been getting a little a little traction there recently, uh, so keep sending them. You can get the show from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, and we're also on Instagram, Wheel Route Podcast. Uh, look us up on there. My name is Logan Whitehouse. I'm on Twitter at Logo on the Dawn, coming to you guys from Stewart, Florida, uh, where we've been enjoying some afternoon rain showers the past couple days. Things are looking lush around here, actually. It really, it, it's really greened out over the last week. Who else is here? My name is Jordan Schenk. I'm in Harrisonburg, Virginia, where it's also been uh, a bit rainy the past couple days. Had some had some steady showers to keep things nice and moist and humid around here. Uh, mm. But uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter.com at Shank Jordan. Um, yeah, I guess uh, I guess I'm ready to talk about stuff. Uh, also, I I guess a bad thing on Twitter I saw this week mm. was the uh, Senator Mark Warner tuna melt. Oh my god! Yeah. Ooh, I think I might have missed this. Uh, it was bad. It was. Yeah, you, uh, you don't need to go to find it, but uh, <laughs> it was like a jarring, jarring image it, all around. It's not enough that I won't vote for the guy again, but um, <laughs> it it was not something to be proud of. But you know, quarantine makes us do some things, I suppose. So uh, it's a getting to of... all of us in different ways. It appears. A little too much mayonnaise uh, for a melt situation. Let's just put it that way. When he didn't, he didn't mix it into the tuna either. Yeah, he just laid it with the tuna, like a like a layer, as if it were like like a bed of mayo, and then plopped the tuna on top, and then he went into the microwave with it. (laughs) Right? Yeah, that's how the melt happened. Emily is furiously typing on her phone. Uh She's going to be mortified when she sees. (laughs) Yeah, not safe for work. Who's those? Uh, those? I've uh, I've been talking. Uh, my name is Jason Kreck. Uh, I am also in Harrisonburg, where yeah, it's it's been a little uh, a little April showery recently, including this this afternoon, this evening. It's it's, an, it's a nice light shower today. It was good. I uh, got my run in before it, so it was all good. Um, oh, busting out the old the old Nike, stride. Nike, Nike Cortez is again. I, I can't talk about it. It's it's so shameful how how. <laughs> out of shape i like <laughs> i just i mean in high school i in at 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 albemarle high school which held its cross-country meets at the uh like whatever farms outside of charlottesville this is what i love the most is high school athletic achievements so let's please talk well let's no it's just out. a it's a it's a mark of shame because i ran oh, no, I'm with you. <laughs> i ran like the first mile of my 3.1 mile race in 510 and wow. Uh, earlier this week, I school, ran. Not today, to clarify. Yes, this was okay. this was my junior year of high school, okay. or maybe sophomore year. I don't remember which. But um, earlier this week, I ran a half mile 
in four minutes and 45 seconds, and I felt like I was going to die. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I love it. It's so bad. It's so atrocious. I, but I have to do it. I have to. The old ticker is not going to take care of itself, you know? Oh, That's what they say. For sure. Yeah. Jason, so. you'd be proud of me. At the beginning of all this, there was a workout that had a prescribed one-mile run in it, and mm-hmm. I did that in uh, 7.28. Nicely done. I was pretty yeah, happy with the, 728, with the 7.28 mile. Absolutely. Per, per Google Maps in my neighborhood. So there's some plus or minus in there. Probably It was probably like a mile and a half, if we're being honest. <laughs> right. Yeah, there's any, there's I'm one thing about me. Fontaine out here. It's, uh, it's, it's I'm, a, I'm a, I cover a lot of distance with these stubby little legs. Right. Yeah. Well, Jason, welcome. It's good to see you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good. Uh, I'm glad to be here. I'm I'm uh, all over the place. Just just got out of the kitchen. You know. Yep. <laughs> Love it. Covering covering multiple areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you on Twitter.com? Oh, I am on Twitter.com. Uh, I tweet things at Jason Crack. Spelled not at all like it sounds. Love it. Who else is here? Kochi, back for another week with the boys. Practically <laughs> begged for another week with the boys. Emily was the most enthusiastic. <laughs> the, speed, the speed with which Emily replied to Jordan's, should we pod tomorrow night? <laughs> yes, please. I think she I had impressed. a bot set up to reply. Please. <laughs> Whatever that text came through. Yeah, she's yeah. ready. So I'm, I'm looking for some big. Uh... I'm ready. Uh, also coming from Stewart, Florida, where we're really easing into summer. Easing being a gracious word. uh, Pedal to the metal right to summer. It had to be like 60, like what? Oh, it was 74 degrees outside, but it felt more like 94 because it was so humid. It was was just like drenched in sweat. It was pretty disgusting. Um, Felt like you were just like coming out of the shower. And then you come inside and you're still just like, I can't cool off. You're just so sticky. Yeah. So, you know, just just really launching right it into It was nice. Um, yeah, we had to have a, a dual shower situation. So uh, I've been showering occasionally in the guest bathroom. Have I talked to you guys about this? And it's all, it feels like you're in a hotel <laughs> if you shower at the guest bathroom. It's kind of nice. It's like, a good, change, just, it's like just, a good change of pace. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. So we'll anyhow. still like well two minutes vacation action. <laughs> exactly. We're gonna and, start just rotating bedrooms next. Like, oh uh, like tonight uh, let's sleep in this. Hey, listen, on occasion, like if we don't make our bed, if we wash the sheets, we'll just do that. <laughs> just go sleep in the front bedroom. <laughs> this week we're staying in like... the Osceola wing of the house. <laughs> Four and a half stars. Yeah, yeah. Good times though. All around. Um cool. What are you guys drinking? Uh, I have a stone beer. It is the Die Hard Fans IPA. I mm. think Stone's running out of names here, but uh, maybe maybe the quarantine will give the creative team some brainstorming opportunities. Uh, it's good beer. It's seven point seven, so nice. maybe like a, a shortened season Jeff Fisher of IPAs, seven seven. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like it. 2020, 2021, Jeff Fisher. Right. Uh, I am drinking a local brother's brew, Pilsnerd. Oh, the Pilsnerd. Um, yes. Which is spelled Pilsner with a D. And the label is awesome. It's got a whole bunch of like 16-bit beer things on it with like a joystick, like a video game. It's nifty. I love a nice, a nice 16-bit Citra hops, you know? It's one of my favorites. Love to see it. Emily? Um, I am drinking the remainder of my margarita, 
bought by friend of the podcast, Dave Deacons. It was definitely had three tumblers worth of margarita to yeah, go. It was from the same so, location that the uh, uh, infamous already discussed on the podcast Rum Runners were from from sure. a few weekends ago. Uh, they had to go Marg's, I heard. You got some nice tequila in there too. It's so. very good. Very good. Yeah, it's very good. They they give you like a, a jug of like this mystery yellow liquid, and then you also it's, get it's very yellow. It's kind of neon. If you can tell. Yeah, like a lemon lime Gatorade. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's very um, authentic. Lime we called our booze Gatorade <laughs> naturally. But the uh, tequila is nice. Yeah, I think it's Patron. Patron. Patron Margaritas. Good time. The first time tequila has ever been refreshing. Jason, Jason, you never had a nice, refreshing margarita? Come on. Well, I mean, the margarita is one thing, but to specifically say that, oh, the tequila is. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, what? Do you drink drink vodka when you're parched? (laughs) No, I'm not. You know, tequila is aggressive. Jason, do you remember the top shelf shot of tequila I bought you in Blacksburg? It did not go down well. (laughs) It did eventually go down. It was not pleasant. I remember, I have a faint, speaking of tequila, I have a faint, vivid, not vivid, it's a faint memory of my 21st birthday celebration. I met Chris Long that night, actually. He was out. Um, we dapped. We dapped aggressively. It was tight. He was a very nice guy. Shout out to Chris. Love to work with you uh, on the podcast soon. Literally but uh, <laughs> um, my friend uh, Dan McCarran, roommate extraordinaire Dan McCarran, uh, purchased me, came in. I think he was also enjoying my 21st birthday in much the same fashion I was and just screamed at the bartender for the most expensive shot you got at, uh, I think we were at Trinity. I think we were upstairs at Trinity. And um, yeah, so I think it was some sort of tequila. I took the shot and then Dan proceeded to eat the entire lime wedge that I had already sucked on. Off, off <laughs> deck of the bar, which was pretty, pretty horrifying in retrospect. Oh my god! But he was like, "Oh, lime!" <laughs> just, just like knocked it down. So, anyhow, I fell down the stairs uh, leaving that night, and Dan fell down also and was wearing flip flops and like shot one of his flip flops like across the lower part of Trinity. So, good times. real busted plugger situation. Oh, <laughs> yeah, busted my plugger for sure. Um, I'm not drinking tequila tonight though. I have some rum and this uh, mango orange juice that we we had around here so it's myers rum so going going dark dark and british with my rum right now but uh whatever keeping it tropical shout out to the fam Uh, a white house family staple the myers rum and orange juice Mm -hmm. it's great all right we'll keep it moving here we don't have any um personality profiles to break down tonight although we might have some coming soon i need to check the uh the podcast email account to see if I got any responses from. Well, well, team. we have other emails. We just didn't invite them on this week. Yeah, but do we have couples worth of emails, or do we just have one of the couples? Oh, I think you see what I'm saying. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so sorry. I was gonna. I was, sorry, sidebar here. Side- with my <laughs> just, sorry, we're, just producing, <laughs> we're producing on air. Uh, NBD. Just talking uh, shop. What you guys been up to? Anything fun? A uh, lot of working from home, as you might guess. Staying safe. That's what I like to see. Right. Uh, been been exploring some some new streaming content in terms of <laughs> shows, but I think that's a later segment, so I'll, I'll broach okay. that uh, later. Um, did a Sharp Shopper run today. Shout out to Sharp Shopper yep. once again. All day. Steal of the day was uh, they've got the Starbucks brand cold brew. 
48 uh, ounce jug for a dollar. Wow. wow. That is, that so is, I'm out here you. stealing. <laughs> My man is loaded on cold brews too. Oh. <laughs> and right when the weather's turning warm and nasty, it's transitioned from hot cup of show in the morning to your, your iced coffee oh, we'll weather. Yeah. Oh, delightful. Jordan, do you ever go, uh, do you ever drink Americano? I don't, unless I'm feeling frisky. Okay. Uh, but <laughs> some of the so, so okay first of all i need to be reminded of what an americano actually entails it's just espresso, espresso and water. water okay then no i i don't okay. generally dabble okay i mean i was just wondering it's like uh it tends to be cheap um if you're okay. but it's actually it's like uh it's usually cheaper than the cold brew actually but it's like an espresso drink uh, and you can get it hot or ice but i love i i, I, I like to get them ice they're really good ice it's a little uh, too intense hot yeah, I, I mean, it, it's it's watered down. It's like having a cup of coffee, but it's just like espresso taste instead of like coffee, like drip coffee taste. Gotcha. So, um, anyhow, I was just wondering. You, you seemed like you might be a uh, Americano kind of guy, but uh, hey, you know, maybe maybe when we're allowed out into the outside right. world again, I'll I'll spread my wings. If you're gonna go to horizons. Starbucks, get the blonde espresso. Ask for the blonde espresso when you get it. That's the best one. It's a little fruitier. Okay. Bing bang boom. Noted. I'm a connoisseur. <laughs> of watered down espresso what's the, what's the term not a sommelier not a cicerone there's got to be one for coffee right yeah cofferone i can research this cafe uh cafe douche probably something like that hipster douche <laughs> hipster Are you just, douche. just barista bro broista <laughs> no that's not very inclusive logan that's true broista um Jason, what's uh, how how is the work from home life going? Oh, it's going. Um, you know, not my not my scene, but making it. Um, the runs. What you, I think. Uh, what are you like working on that you can talk about? Well, I mean, it's it's tough because it's mostly um, <clears throat> we're kind of working working without a safety net in terms of we don't know when we'll officially be back. Right. Uh, whether it's you know, knock on wood, early fall or Less wood, early November. Um, so we've just kind of been, we're still in recap mode. We've got a lot of stuff we can talk about from this past year, um, all Americans and awards and stuff like that. Uh, we've done uh, every spring sport since they all got cut short and seniors never really got to finish. Yeah, we've done uh, like senior salutes uh, and giving them a chance to to shout out people and and kind of honor their careers and stuff. So it's mostly that. Uh, that'll probably that goes till. I mean, hell, with softball and baseball in play, that goes to middle of May. Um, okay. So we got a few more weeks of that, and then we'll probably start turning towards more general storytelling, hmm. <clears throat> just kind of personalizing uh, all this stuff and telling student athlete stories and what they've gone through, and you know, because we've had there's some international kids who haven't been able to get home yet and that sort of thing so wow. um and a couple that actually i think i think most of them got back um like we didn't sneak them out but got them out under the deadline and and got them home but it, it was pretty pretty solid chaos there for like three four days yeah so storytelling that side of things and if that takes us into early middle june hopefully we'll have some more answers on whether we can yeah at least a timeline to look forward to so yeah. 
we'll see. There's been some conflicting reports. There's <clears throat> there's university presidents that have uh, said things to classes, like in Skype interviews and Zoom interviews and stuff, that hmm. university presidents are kind of famous for, uh, at least at Power 5 schools, for like not thinking they're on the record. Um, and when they talk in front of a class, and then there's always a cell phone video. Um, so I think they're hitting some of that, and some of them are speaking in more absolutes than I think we can at the moment. Whether in either direction, whether oh yeah, we'll definitely be back, or yeah. no, I don't see any chance we play football till spring and that sort of thing. So, um, JMU, I, I'll specifically give a shout out to to John Outre. The JMU president had has played this very well and been very communicative and basically been like, we don't know till we know. Like it's all we can do, but everything right. we know that you'll know, and so he's done really well with it. Yeah. So we'll see. But um, yeah, I mean, work from home is just building building content and housekeeping and doing a lot of stuff that we usually do in the off season, like turning over record books and updating bios. And gotcha. uh, I also have a new men's basketball coach. So it's, you know, fielding interviews and trying to condense them into two hours of video interviews instead of seven across six days or something like that. Um, and also national signing day was, Earlier this week, last week, last week, for basketball, it's all running together. Yeah, for everything, um, everything oh. not football. Um, so having some signees, it's transfer season, the whole schmear. Love it. Yeah. So um, in the I'm, meantime, I just cook stuff. So if I might offer a suggestion for when you guys get to general storytelling about sure. your student athletes, always um, well. Maybe maybe avoid the route that. ESPN took for the NFL draft and oh, just God. like bringing up the most terrific this, memories everybody. that those kids have. Ridiculous. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like it's super frustrating because like listen, we all love um I just completely blanked on his name. That's shameful. Um guy who sells the tear jerkers on game day. Oh, Rinaldi. Rinaldi Tom Rinaldi, jeez, that's horrible. He's been on campus twice. Um but you know, we all love Renardi, but the reason he's not to brag. Not to brag. Um, the reason he's so like impactful is that you get him once a week. Like, right, right. To just run those like everybody's worst moment back to back to back to back for three days is uh, I hate that. I hated that. It was really the one big misstep that they had because I think other than that, frankly, they did a really good job of producing the draft. But yeah. Uh, well, I think they made different. a mistake involving the commissioner, but he's he's. Well, it, the problem is like <laughs> he kind of has to be involved, and he is. Well, thank you for catching the joke, Jason. I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, I know that was a joke. I thought you were genuinely angry at him. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not mad at him. I just he's awful on TV, and it's, yeah. just, it's like yeah. it's unbelievable that that guy's he's job not is charismatic. to be on TV, and he just is so bad. The stand-up routine at the beginning was awful. He totally killed the joke of having booze. Oh, yep. just terrible, just terrible. So I was proud of him for doing chain. the joke. I was proud of him for doing the joke once. Like it's funny to like make reference to it, but the problem was he did it like for every pick of the first round. He's like, "No, come on, boom!" Like hey, you got to call it. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's that's, <laughs> that's enough. That's yeah. enough, Roger. All right. Well, uh, good good to hear. Uh, Emily and I are still working from home too. Things uh, the darkness is closing in for Emily, but no, <laughs> light on the end of the tunnel. You're still seeing. I feel you. I that's feel cool. you. Got some folks here. Um, yeah, I mean, we had just another another week. The weeks, it's like when you look back at the week, they go by kind of fast, but like the individual days, I feel like really drag by for yeah. whatever reason. That's a good way to put it. 
So Agreed. it's it's like uh, you, all of a sudden you look up and it's like, oh damn, it's Thursday. I, I pay, get paid tomorrow. That's so exciting, you know. <laughs> but like other than that, you're kind of like, oh boy. But our our Friday uh, grocery store run is really the, what gets us uh, what gets us through the weekend. And we're spending some money at the grocery store when we go, but we are uh, civilization eat, man eating every meal at home for like a, you know t- six straight weeks at this point. You realize like, wow, oh, I guess this is how it goes. Well, and we've talked before, too, when you're not, like, making multiple stops at the grocery yeah. during the weekend. Oh, yeah. It's like, we're going to go one time and one time only. Yeah. Yeah. We're definitely the people that go to the I mean, I, I probably go to the grocery store three or four times a week. Just yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe our habit will change now. It's just like, you get it done, and then you have to commit to what you have in the refrigerator. It also helps, like, eliminate waste, I think, too. Yeah, oh, no, sure, sure it does. Really efficient. But it's just not as fun. No, not waste all. is fun. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, right. Throw this a broccoli away. <laughs> um, I just lost my train of thought. But um, oh, do you guys? You guys don't do the don't do the takeout thing from time to time. So we've done takeout three times. Oh. Yeah, three times. Three or maybe four. I mean, I yeah, I, I think I've I've done like a drive through maybe once mm-hmm. or twice too. Just you know because yeah, you know, I've been out and about, but. Um. Yeah, we actually yeah, we, we did Charlie's. we did yeah we had Charlie's we and had we Greek food. yeah we did have Greek food and then we had food last night. Last night was Logan. Well, yesterday was Logan's birthday. Shout and out. So Shout out. We, we uh, ordered from District Table and Bar, which is the lo- the local hub just down the street here yeah. in Port Salerno. Very schmancy. Set the table all nice and pretty for when he brought the take home take out home. Yeah. And man. It was we, nice. we did it right, let me tell you. Yeah, we, we got the, they do like a, you know, you're, uh, everybody has a restaurant like this, but it's like you're like slightly upscale restaurant, but they also serve like home cooking food and, you know, stuff like that and fun drinks and fancy stuff. Fancy fixings. Yeah, fancy fixings and, and things of that nature, but they. Uh, what would you, they, what would you give as the, the Harrisonburg representation of it? Mm. Um, oh, Chop House? Yeah. Okay. okay. So like at the chop house, you can get a burger, right? But you can also spend forty bucks on a steak if you really, really want to, right? Mm-hmm. So this is definitely that kind of place. Also, if you're gonna go and have like two drinks, you're gonna spend like hundred bucks anyway. So it doesn't. Really and it's matter. kind of a similar <laughs> setup too, yourself, where you can but... just like you can just go sit at the bar. Yes. And they have like um Love it. a raw bar, a raw bar, and then they have their regular bar, and then there's like the dining experience. So you, there's. <laughs> Experience, yeah. <laughs> experience and then sundays like they're they have like a sunday i think they have other happy hours but particularly on sunday happy hour is a little bit longer and it's more like snacks for sharing but they're like yeah you know steam buns that are out of this like, world uh, yeah like bow, bow buns, bow yeah. buns. Oh, we had uh yeah so i mean they do like a nice we honestly we, we kept it pretty american last night i wasn't actually blown away by any of the main course options that they had they had some deal uh like for well, their two to-go entree menus, yeah their to-go yeah. menu had uh like for two entrees for two but i wasn't really feeling them so we got the burger they do a really good burger and we also got the fried chicken <laughs> they do really good fried chicken but the fried chicken comes with mac and cheese and uh really good pickles. it was oh yeah the pickles and crack sauce mm. Yeah, it was good. And we split it. So we split the, the burger right down the middle. We each had like a chicken cutlet. And mm. it, was, it was nice. We had some steam buns for uh, appetizer that were also filled with fried chicken and pickles. So, you know, we were definitely feeling the meat sweat. Yeah, after it. Well choked, done, down a, team. 
choked yeah. down a piece of dump cake afterwards and proceeded to oh, yeah. slip into a coma. So it was good. It was great. It's a classic birthday. Also, always. dump cake, an underrated dessert. I know. I only asked for it on my birthday, but it is really good. Yeah. <laughs> Real easy, too. Yeah. Literally. You guys, you guys mess with the dump cake? Not traditionally. Okay. Well, you know, all you need is a can of some kind of fruit pie filling, a can of crushed pineapples, and you mix that in the bottom of a 9x13 pan. You literally so dump... I also need a 9x13 pan. Okay. Gloss over this real quick. Aluminum ones, you know? Yeah, get fun. yourself a cake pan. You're fine. <laughs> then you just, you get like a box of like yellow cake mix and you just dump the cake mix on top of the filling. Yeah. And then you pour melted butter over it. And then you Put just make that. Put in the oven, that. 350, 40 minutes. It's, wow. uh, it's definitely like a camp dessert. For yeah, sure. Add okay. Or melted butter all over it. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's really it's really nice. Get the buttery aromas. We went with uh we went with cherries. Cherry pie filling last mm. night, but I've had it with blueberry as well. Blueberry is very nice. So that's uh anyhow, but yeah, we did we did that. That was good. Um Jordan, what's the scoop on the vehicle? Uh I I had another tango with the dead battery again this week. Um oh. So, acquired a battery charger. Nice. <laughs> um, so I don't need to rely on like a spot opening up, so I can call my dad to run up here and jumpstart me, or like finding right. the one neighbor I know and getting his car to swing over. Um, right. So, so we're good. We're running well. No check engine lights. Uh, my dad and I did replace the alternator on his Subaru and got wow. back on the road um alternator so, yeah. yeah we like that that was a fun little trial and tribulation because we i had sea foamed my car a couple <laughs> weeks ago before i replaced the catalytic converter right and while i was over there he was like well let's do mine too so we sea foamed his and when you run the sea foam through the engine you like the end of the process is you go take it for a spirited drive Right. to burn off whatever's still soaked in the engine. So he took his car out and said, like, on the way back, his his dash lights all went off, but he still had power on on the engine, and the car completely shut off on him at the top of the cul-de-sac, and he just, like, coasted into the driveway. Wow. So we were like, okay, how, how, do, we, <laughs> how do we attack this? Um, so we started Super is really coming, coming strong from this podcast. Getting yeah. really good, stronger Two thumbs up. Yeah. I still love him, honestly. But, um, so we like, we did some tinkering, like cleaned up some electrical grounds and stuff and then plugged the battery back in and the main fuse blew immediately. <laughs> so we were like, Oh, that's not supposed to happen. Um, so Went went online, did some some digging, asked some folks with more knowledge than me what to test. Uh, ultimately, determined that there was a short somewhere in the alternator. Yeah. Um, so we bought a new one, put that in, and it's it's running as fine as that car will run. Like a uh, top. So yeah, so that was fun to to have that pay off and not really like you know have to have to tow it ourselves to a shop or or anything squirrely like that so hmm. so you didn't you haven't made any progress on your most recent 
issues or are you are you good to go oh mine mine is good to go like once i got the battery fired back up it was uh it's happy the next next project will be struts uh and that like only only the rear assemblies are on the market right now the front ones haven't haven't been released because i guess production uh delays and shipping stuff uh based on this whole pandemic stuff is uh is interrupting supply some supply chains classic disruptive activity uh but have you replaced um just by chance have you replaced the windshield washer fluid and pump uh mechanism in your vehicle not the pump i did have a line burst um that i like this was one of the first repairs i did on my own on this car but it was like i wasn't getting spray coming out anymore and i couldn't figure out why so i just tore tore unclipped all the like 18 clips of the upper firewall on the hood found that the line was cracked like went and got new vacuum tubing and Mm -hmm. swapped that out but the pump itself uh is still working Gotcha. Yeah, I think Emily's pump is still working, but I think the reservoir has like a the grommet where it connects at the bottom is like gone or disintegrated or the seal's gone or something. And yeah. it probably is like a, a, a 50 cent part if you could just replace the part. But I I don't know. It looks like um, the whole unit to replace is actually like 30 bucks or something. Yeah. So I was thinking about maybe buying one of those and replacing it so, you can, use your, it. so you can use your windshield washer because she currently cannot do that. That's pretty You sad. get a nice film of pollen. Yes. Oh, you gotta yeah. like pray for rain, and it's like then just go go to town, like wipe and scrubbing right. that thing down. So. It's real dangerous on a like sunny day. You're like, yeah, oh. you're like looking through the oh, glare. Yeah. But then there's like those those showers where it only just moistens the pollen, so you're just uh-huh. smearing it, and it makes yeah. it worse. Oh yeah, yeah. been there. Yeah. Many gas stations shop, stops just to like clean my windshield yeah. off. Yep, I'm that person. Hello. Hey. Yeah. Well, it. it was like when I. Uh, when I came down and visited you guys and I got that forerunner from the rental agency. <laughs> like, oh, it's love bug season, right? Yeah, it was love bug season. Oh, and I took the the non go through no tollways way. So yeah. there's this stretch of just flat, not 95. It's through a bunch of flat farmish area. Land swamp yeah, land. Basically and, the east of Orlando. Yeah. And my windshield was getting smoked with these. <laughs> and Not I didn't bad. even think to check the, the wiper fluid reservoir before I left the oh. place. It ran out after like four squirts. Oh, no. And so I was just driving. Like I stopped uh, two or three times to hit a gas station, squeegee them off, and then go and it's a horrible it sound get it when, all you're, messy again. when you yeah. when you're down to empty. It's you're like, oh, no, no. It's just a pump dry. Yeah. <laughs> also, a horrible sound is driving through love bugs during love bug season. Oh, yeah. You can just, just hear just them. Like, like machine gun just, fire. Just, just yeah. the, the genocide of love bugs on the front of your vehicle. Yeah, it's awful. So I suggested that we go to our challenge next. We've been, we've been running these, you know, quarantine challenges, like what's, what hot sauces would you save? What uh, hostess snacks would you save? 
And there's been a popular challenge on Instagram where it's Bill Clinton holding, like, surrounded by four albums. Right. And it's your, like, four-album challenge. So we have decided to take on this challenge with, like, your top four albums. That you would want to basically... Ha- yeah. The, yeah, you're... you're your favorite four albums, and the way that I approached it, we might have all approached it slightly differently. The way I approached it was albums that I like have to enjoy the whole album. Yes. And the question isn't who are my favorite four bands, although hopefully those things overlap a little bit. Yeah. Yes. Ho- hopefully. Well said. Like there are some like artists that I would say I really enjoy who tend to produce more like singles or EPs. Like that's or the they thing have, like, nowadays. Yeah, all of their they have a deep a deep uh, you know library of content and music and streaming, streaming music in general has made the album a little bit less impactful than it Passé, was right sure. so this is you have to like just enjoy the whole album yeah which is interesting jason you say that because we have a record player now and it's almost like that they the record industry has like done a good job of like leaping back in and like almost forcing you to like deal with an entire <laughs> album at a time and it's yeah. actually I don't know. It's nice. It's pleasant. There's an we appeal this, to it. We have this yeah. like uh, this Grateful Dead like greatest hits Grateful Dead album, and I we played shout it all out the time. Andrew Martin. It's so good, and I'm just like, oh, this is just nice music to have on in the background, just dangling yep. around. Good noise. Classic. And when you find like some vintage albums, get the little crackling. Oh, so yeah. warm and bubbly. So who wants to start? <laughs> Are we gonna go, ladies first. Mm-mm, no. No. <laughs> doesn't want to start. Who wants right, to start? All right, pick somebody, Emily. Let's go, Jason. Why? <laughs> you, were, you were last in the yeah. personality test, so you, you shall be first in this challenge. That's, you know both say. of those are the worst ones. The first shall be last. <laughs> this is <laughs> <laughs> um, this, uh, I am going to be objectively horrible at this because... That's fine. I'm, well, with that attitude, sure. Well, music is a completely subjective thing, though. So yeah. you That's know. true. But we'll we all know your, that... We will roast your taste, pick appropriately. Yeah, Don't my musical tastes are usually mm, between a decade and a decade and a half behind. Yeah. Emily, Emily, before we start this, let's just... I want you on the record as promising that you won't bring our personality types into this, <laughs> into what we let's choose. Let's not extrapolate too much here. Yeah, let's uh, not dig too deep. I'll let's just enjoy the myself. answers. It's yeah. fine. That's yeah. your, that's your P side, Joe. And yeah, your P is really coming out there. That's what it is. Your two wing one is really showing wow how many how many more drake albums are you gonna put on there Mm -hmm. some more sad boy jams jordan (laughs) weird (laughs) all right all right jason let's hear it where was that gonna go um you don't want to know that's probably true i kind of do though (laughs) (laughs) when we're done recording uh this is super hard because i am also like i have never been into music quite enough to have like album picks yeah um like when people are like oh yeah that came from a great album i'm just like sure i have no idea right um my musical taste is far too adhd to uh um that being said i'm gonna i'm gonna cheat on the first one and say uh queen greatest hits um breaking the one rule yeah. like there was literally, literally, there was literally the only one rule, rule established in the you just game. used rolling stones greatest hits I said, okay, first of all, I said I've been listening to Grateful Dead, Greatest Hits, and it's nice. I I did not say that was my one of my four, because it is not. Don't care. Using it. 
All right. Okay. All right. Well, whatever. <laughs> so, Emily, geez, feel so free to break, break out the personality type <laughs> now. Let the record show. You know what? That rules. Oh. Yeah, we should set the ground rules real quick before Jason continues with Journey's greatest literally hits. Literally, Jordan's one caveat to doing this. Was no yeah. greatest hits com- compilations allowed. You rolled past it. <laughs> oh, it was in the text? Well, that explains yeah, it. it yeah, no greatest hits compilations allowed. Oh, well, I missed that. There was like 15 texts and I got uh, the. He's bleeding ignorance. Oh, classic. All right. Well, you like Queen, so that's cool. So Queen's yeah. greatest hits. We'll, we'll give you one greatest hits. You are welcome. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I have, I'm not ashamed at all. That's... Uh, yeah, that's great. Be yep. you, dude. Um, if you do Journey's greatest hits, I'm going to come over there and smack you in the back. <laughs> I'm going to do, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna do uh, The Beatles 1. And, no, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, I, I love uh, Sturgill Simpson's Sound and Fury. The yep. new one. Oh, that is, that a, is a very good one. That's, I respect that choice. That's Thank a good, uh, good one. I listened to that hard when it first came out. Yeah. Um, I'm going to uh, throw it back to college and do Sigh No More by Mumford and Sons. Oh, okay. okay. like it. And then uh, I just had my fourth one. And then you threw me off by like accurately pointing out that I broke all the rules. Wildly unfair of you to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Margaritaville, Volume Two. Jimmy oh, Lopez. wow! Uh, I'm gonna throw it even farther back, and this one's this one's mostly just uh, uh, nostalgia pick, but uh, Five Iron Frenzy Two, Electric Boogaloo. Oh, oh, oh great pick! Boy, why a... were you ashamed of these picks? These were good picks. Ska music is back in a big way. Absolutely, it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I, I'll, I'll try to think of one that we repl- I'll just I'll pick an actual Queen album. Hold on a second. There you go. I mean, I think it's funny that you keep like talking about how you're going to throw things back, but your first choice was Queen. So I mean, like that's like uh, that's from the seventies and eighties. But um, all right, uh, listen. Hey, that's a deep bench. Yeah, that's, I thought so. that's good. Um, I'm gonna probably. Uh, the game by Queen is a really, really good oh. album. <laughs> I thought, I thought it was gonna be the game, like the rapper. <laughs> it's like Jason. Welcome, the man of show. varying tastes. It's gonna be uh, the, uh, uh, that chingy, that chingy album you wanted. That I don't know if you. Uh, I don't know if you, yeah. <laughs> I can't be chingy. I don't know who I was gonna say, but chingy's the better one. <laughs> no, uh, Queen has an album called The Game. It's very, very good. It's got a crazy little thing called Love on it. Another one bites the dust. Play the game. There you go. There you go. Did you, did you have a bubble pick or an honorable mention you'd like to throw out there? No, as you can see, I barely made it to four, so I'm pretty <laughs> so, proud of that. Okay, I was gonna I do would... like some. I was gonna just make you all angry and do some musical soundtrack, like pull well, like the Hamilton soundtrack or Rent yeah. soundtrack or something well, that like that. Would have been, been angry. angry. All right, that Logan would have been, been angry. Would have been artsy. I, I mean, well, I just I would have just roasted your pick, Logan but I'm contractually Ryan. obligated to roast your pick. So. Logan, told me, <laughs> Logan told me yesterday on his birthday that he was going to, in this next chapter of his life, try to have a better attitude about things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I literally said that. I was like, I, no, I, said, I think I said, I'm going to try to be a better sport about things. We are <laughs> laughing. This was after I come about how sorry i can't get it out how he could stand to be a little bit more enthusiastic about christmas (laughs) (laughs) i mean which is gonna be tough for me but i'm looking forward to the challenge of being more enthusiastic about christmas i love that in this time of quarantine we have so much more time for like self-reflection and review (laughs) logan's eureka moment is like 
you know, I could really get it up a little bit better for Christmas. <laughs> I could maybe allow myself with like some joy in like more three weeks here. out instead of just like drawing a line at one week out and like being weird about it. Yeah. So. Oh, personal yeah, growth yeah. is important. Uh, it's it important. Is. That's what I'm I'll here grab for. Grab my musical taste could contribute to that. <laughs> Logan said in this next chapter, "Is like gonna be a better sport about that." All right, I'm glad that made you laugh so much. Oh, that's um, good. Yeah, Emily's crying. Who do you want to go next, Emily? You're, you're running the. You're on the sticks here. Uh, let's go you. Okay. Um, I'd like to propose a rule that we have to listen to one other person's album. Oh, that's good. This week. Okay. I, oh, I listen to them all. I got time on my hands. Yeah. Okay. Emily, are you driving these down? Yes. All right. Do I have to remember um, mine again, or did you get all mine? Um, I'm going to need you I have a feeling take, Emily, you know, put it in the group chat. I'll, yeah. do, I'll do my best. I have a I feeling the, yeah. that Emily and I may have one that's overlapping, uh, but that's fine. We're married. We uh, <laughs> we have overlapping fleshes. Sorry. I'm so oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> all right. My first one that I have is from Band of Horses. It's their album, Everything All the Time. A band of horses. I don't know if you guys That's listen. A it's a, it's uh Jason. I mean, a lot of mine are from, uh, from sort of college years too. Yeah, now, I remember. I, I, I was never, I never dove into Band of Horses, but it was not out of a dislike. It was out of a, one of the probably one of the best concert experiences I've ever had too was a Band of Horses concert. We saw the Norva in Norfolk. Amazing. Um, the next one is from the band Need to Breathe. It's their album, The Reckoning. I uh, was going to choose Outsiders, but I think The Reckoning is a better album. I actually, I listened to it while I was walking the dog. It has some slammers. And I have a <laughs> feeling Emily chose it too. Uh, the next one I have is Kanye West's My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. <laughs> uh, that's, that's a good one. <laughs> Which is a really, um, I, I needed some hip hop. I was taking the approach that I want to have a balanced attack here. Yep. Um, and I needed some hip hop, but that's a really good album. It's a very long album too. There's a lot to work with, um, a lot of variation on there. And that was back when Kanye was making good music. So yeah. I mean, a lot of bangers I, uh, on that one. No, I was, I was, I was thinking on a, a rapper hip hop album, and I couldn't think of one. I'm ashamed to the, have forgotten that one. Kanye album before that one that was like right at the beginning of college was pretty good too. The one from like 2007. Um, 808s. It might have been 808s, or yeah, yeah. I think that was it. That was good too, but. I think uh, my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. A lot of diversity, a lot of features, a lot going on there. And then my last one is uh, Tame Impala Currents. Um, I just love Tame Impala. So groovy. I think Currents is their best work. Um, it's got their best listenable, re-listenable songs, in my opinion. Um, but I would like to do... I had two honorable mentions. I'll go ahead and throw out just because of, you know, be extra about this. But um, uh, Modest Yahoo Youth is on there. Sure. I, I love Modest Yahoo. I honestly thought that was going to be one of your top four. You were you you had a you had a couple of years there where it was most of what you listened to. A lot of reggae music, yeah. yeah. Never smoked weed, but uh, listened to a lot of reggae music. So I'm not really sure what was going on there, but shout out to to me personally. And then my last honorable mention was uh, Passion Pit Manners, mm-hmm. which I think is a really really good album. Uh, when I listen to that album, it takes me like directly back to the Cube, uh, the the, yeah. the place where I lived in college with uh with my, my large group of college bros and uh but that i i didn't want to pick that purely based on nostalgia uh, because i don't know if i could really stand to listen to that as one of four forever basically but that's what i got so um jason do you listen to need to breathe i feel like you'd like need to breathe uh, i have heard them and remember liking them okay. uh i will put them on the list to dive into further 
Ten four. All right, Jordan, you're up. Oh, I'm right. gonna go last. Wow. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, I will let everyone else go first so I can be last, but really be first biblically. Him who was last shall be first. <laughs> All right. Uh, kind of like Logan mentioned, I tried to take the approach of covering a lot of different ground or a lot of different bases with my pick. Uh, so these are no particular order in terms of favoritism, uh, but I'm going. We'll go Hillsong Worship, Open Heaven River Wild, some praise and worship bangers. First off yeah, the bench. Uh, get that one first off the bench. Right. Yeah. Shout out to my main one, uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, next, I'll go Alabama Shakes, Sound and Color. <gasps> That's a great, great choice. Yeah. Really good call. Uh, then we'll go to Drake, Nothing Was the Same. I thought about putting that on my list. That was my that was my hip hop finalist with uh, with Kanye. And we'll close it out with Casey Musgraves' "Golden Hour." Ah, okay. that that is an easy, smooth listen. It really is. She uh, she has the golden pipes. Speaking yeah, of. yeah, her accurate. voice is crazy. Um, honorable mention for me: the one that was kind of hardest to leave out was Kendrick Lamar, "Good Kid, Mad City." Mm. Um, I really like that as an overall album experience. Like I think of that one as more of a, a film where I need to do it start to finish in one setting, but it's harder to cherry pick just kind of like, you know, songs for, for a 10 minute drive off of it or something. Um, whereas these other ones are a little easier to do that. So Good pick so far. Yeah. Yeah, I like all of these. All right, Emily. All right. Bring so, us home. as Logan predicted, I also had the need to read The Reckoning on my list. I also was going back and forth between that and The Outsiders. I decided that The Reckoning has A, better production value. Yes. And B, I think it has more of that like Southern soulful yes. rock yes. vibe that I oh, really like. Oh, 100%. Yes. Whereas, you like, all the over. Outsiders had a little too many like sing songy songs. I think the but the Outsiders does have two like absolute hits on it. Oh, like, the Outsiders, absolutely. The, that song, but the, the, Outsiders, re the Reckoning yeah. has more of the like every song you're just like, oh, I feel well, this, like, like, I feel you, it in yeah. like my gut. It's know? like songs you want to listen to at a barbecue, like like when you're barbecuing, like having when a good time. Driving, yes. drive. Logan and I listened to a lot of Need to Breathe when we were driving like the Pacific Coastal Highway, and it's just like every song is so yeah. good. We we almost pulled a Jason and broke the rules because I like earlier today I was like. <laughs> So does the live album? Yeah, the she wanted to pull the live album. Greatest... Like, oh. <laughs> really yeah, because they only play bangers at, at exactly. concerts. That but was another good concert. Oh, we man. went and saw. I respect that almost loophole, though. That's impressive. <laughs> right. yeah. We you went know, and saw like Need to Breathe with Switchfoot, and like, listen, so you don't good. think you like Switchfoot until you go to a Switchfoot <laughs> conference concert and realize you know every single one of their songs, like oh, every single one, and they all slam. Yeah, yeah, that's great. All right, continue. The, the Christian kid who wants to kind of go, you know. Yeah, like, ooh, are they Christian ooh. band? Are they not a Christian he band? Knows. Who's to say? Like, I like, ooh. I like secular music. Um, my next pick was Foster the People Torches. Ooh, that album, like every single song, <laughs> is hidden. 
Okay. This is still in the day where like I was still kind of buying CDs and like because I'm pretty sure that's all my car would play. Yeah. And it was just like so you had to listen to the whole thing over and over so I can sing like every song. We listened to a lot of that when we were first dating. Yes. Oh, so nostalgic. Memories. So cute. Next, the band Camino, Try Hard, came out in 2019, so it's pretty fresh. Oh, oh. yes. Real so good. So good. And Friendship Vacation, also 2019. Wow. Great album. Great album. Friendship, not friendship. If yeah, you're interested it's, it's in listening. Friend. Emily will send out the list. I will. Because so, everyone is interested in listening. Um, My honorable mentions... Mirror Master by Young the Giant. It broke my heart not to put this in my top four, but there's some songs in there that just like skippable. You know, it's not so good. But the like first four on that album, oh, you gotta have a depth chart, Emily. You gotta have a depth chart. (laughs) And then Twenty Two A Million by Bone of Year, but it was just a little too. It's a little too experimental. A little too experimental. (laughs) If I was on an island and that was one of the only albums I had, I'd probably throw it into the ocean. You could only hear it so much, like (laughs) at the beginning and like between songs. There's a lot of like weird electronic interludes on Bonnie Bear albums, which is not disappointing, but sometimes, but is annoying if you're trying to like just listen to songs. I think this was a very hard challenge for Logan and I. We pride ourselves on being like music people. Yeah. And so it was just this like- was way easier on Jason and I. <laughs> I only know like seven albums, so I just had to narrow it down. Like Jason and I understand like, we're not offending anybody by leaving stuff off. We just got a name for it. I'm Logan and Emily are having existential crises. Yeah. Like, what does this say about me as a person if like, I leave yeah. this one off? It's I fine. like, I listen to the Bad Sons a lot. I love Bad Sons. Like, a lot, a lot, and they just didn't have a place on here. There was yeah. no place for them. It's hard. We still love them. They're, they yeah. just haven't produced a whole album that really grips you, and that's okay. They just have to do better. <laughs> <laughs> we were literally at one point today, like in the same room, but both with headphones on because we didn't want to influence just like, each other's choices. Like mac- just mashing through albums, like just like, confirming that the songs are good. I like, grind on this. Just reviewing the film, crushing, grinding uh, the tape. Yeah. Anyway, thank you. Yeah. You guys are way better at this than me. I just don't know enough music. Yeah, well, that's fun. That I'm is. satisfied. Like, can we do the same thing for television at some point? I feel oh. like that's that's where I thrive. Yes, we can definitely do that. Yes. I, I'm going to put it in the notes right now. For next yes. Time. What is the number? I mean, how are we going to do this for TV? Like your but... top four. Yeah, four TV yeah. shows. Okay. So just shows, not like you have to pick a show and a season. No, that. I mean, really getting, picking a season gets pretty specific. That'd be. Yeah, but I mean, that's the kind of granularity you need. There's going we to be 16 options for amongst the four of us. I think if we were to pick a season, we would have to all agree on like, oh, we all love The Office, and we have to discuss like, what was your favorite season of The Office, and what was your favorite like episode of The Office. Oh, yeah, see. I think shows. I think just picking a show would be fine. Yes. I mean, it's I, up to I you guys. I'll, I'll go either way. I've probably seen more TV than anybody, so I'll go wherever you guys want to go. I think it would cause less stress if we just picked <laughs> shows and not seasons. Season 19, episode 38, Judge Judy, slap. Yeah. I don't know what you guys are talking Produced about. Produced by, directed by. <laughs> top five, top five. Uh, okay. All right. Well, we can do that. I'm excited uh, to hear what kind of weird TV Jason's been watching. Oh, we get out there. We get out there. <laughs> Consume that content, baby. <laughs> it's a lifestyle. Uh, very good. Um... I want to circle back around here to home improvement projects. Jason, you done anything on the house? 
Oh, you'd think I would have, right? Um, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of hard to get out and like acquire. How's, how's that desk yeah. holding up? To all its it's good. Work at it's home good. I, I wish I could go. <laughs> what? No, I was just saying, how's it held up during this time of intensive yeah. working from home? It's uh, it's earning it's earning that paycheck. I got nothing. Um, it's it's doing very well. Good. I mean, the one the one downside is I wish it were bigger, but that's. You know, desks are That's like boats. You know, you always wish they were bigger and they had more storage. And then, you know, but eighty yeah. percent of the time, you're just working right. on your laptop anyway. So. Exactly, it's a little temporary thing. At some point, when I'm like uh, an old rich guy, I'll have the full like the full U wraparound wood desk and mm-hmm. just be super fancy. But the home office for now, this is doing just fine. Good. Yeah, uh, that's probably the biggest. I mean, all the home improvement stuff has been like like little little things i've grabbed mostly like i got another cast iron pan today um love it yeah mostly mostly kitchen upgrades um jason do you have a nice chef knife i have a i have a decent one it's not like a it's not like an individually purchased one it came in a set but it's a pretty pretty solid one i got one for christmas and it is so nice like a good a good chef like I got no complaints with mine. I'll probably get a nicer one at some point, but like having something that can go through cold steak without breaking a sweat is yeah. very empowering. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I got this. This uh, like Connor and and Taylor gave me a, a like Meisen is the brand or whatever yep. uh, chef knife. Man, sure. real nice. It's like the top level. Yeah, Big. there's like knives and pans are two of those things you always hear uh, like yeah. get. Get as good as you can because it yep. will change your life. Yeah, I was like, well, I feel like what I have is fine. Isn't B plus okay? Until yeah. you actually take a drive or two with one of those bad boys and you're just like, damn. Yeah. Yeah, really pants. Dude, these Williams' Sonoma pants, if you guys ever need recommendations, I mean, holy moly. They, they, have, <laughs> wow. they have really wow. changed the game around. I think this is like three or four straight episodes you guys talked about. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> I'm you, we, See, life-changing again. Yeah. <laughs> We were doing this. We, we didn't even open them. We got them for Christmas and didn't start using them till till this thing started. Really, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> we were kind of doing that thing. We were kind of waffling. Like we, we had like the green pan. It was fine. It was working well. And we were like, well, maybe if we return these, we can get some like like sauce pots. We need like some sauce pots instead. I am so glad we didn't. You know, we are always <laughs> sauteing. We're more saute fry pan kind of people. No, no need for pots. Stay sauteing. That's my. Appreciate thought. it. Um, I have a Dutch oven if we need a pot. It's fine. Get my Dutch Put oven. you in the Dutch oven. Yeah. Uh, it's like there's nothing you can do about that joke. It's coming <laughs> and you just have to take it. <laughs> um, I installed a vent fan in the front bathroom. Yeah. Pretty yeah, excited. You did, you that. rascal. I, Silly. Um, I was able to utilize it during my uh my vacation shower i took in that bad <laughs> good times um you know i'm not gonna say it was the cleanest install i'm gonna be honest with you guys uh, but you know those things are not expensive like it was like 14 it was like 17 dollars i think so you had to buy the actual like fan unit that you hook up to the wire yes. and then the the grate the ceiling grate yeah, so it's like a, a sheet metal box, and then which seems to be a pretty stand. There's like a few standard sizes that kind of fits up in your hole, effect, effectively that you have in the ceiling. And then Phrasing. there's like a, a there's like a clip in unit, and your your power comes through that sheet metal box and it wires into the back of a plug. Uh-huh. And then so there's like a 
clip-in part that has the fan attached to it. And you just plug the fan into the little plug that's like wired on your sheet metal uh, box. So it's uh, <laughs> what? Why are you laughing at me? The guy who owned this house before me had the thing completely hot wired in, and it was a disaster. A real Nick Miller situation. Yes, like, yes. Yeah. I'm up there. Thank God I had my little the sink plunger. Yeah, brought in and such. And <laughs> well, that's like the one. I mean, the one time I was down there with you guys, just the power in the bedroom I was in just quit working, and so we had to go up digging in the attic. And we figured out what that, that did I, I told you about this. Did I tell you about this last week? You said, I thought you said it was because of some like weird splice job that had been done or I, something. You know, that, it might be related, but for whatever reason, I found out that there, <laughs> there's a, just a switch in the attic that if it, the switch is not up, the power to that bedroom will not work. And oh. there's no clear indication as to why that is the case. Um, but the, because there's also a light in the attic that doesn't work if that switch isn't up. Which is fine. I just don't understand why the attic why and they're connected only are yeah. on the same circuit. But it, circuit. they are. So, um, yeah, we work on that. <laughs> Emily, would you like to share what you're giggling no. about? What are you, what are you no. laughing about over no. here? You just rewind the tape a couple minutes. You'll figure yeah. it out. Um, but anyhow, that's all. Uh, that's that's all I got. So I did. I did do that. But Jordan, to answer your question, yes, it comes with the little white plastic uh, grill thing. Oh that kind of clips onto the, uh, to the deal. And basically that thing is, is literally just there to cover up like the, the edges of the hole that you have to cut in your ceiling. That is just like no way to cut a clean hole in your ceiling. Yeah, so. To make it look crisp. But anyhow, I wrestled with that for a good while and then, uh, got that done. A little duct tape, a couple zip ties. My man. <laughs> I don't know. Why what is happening? Up, but it's, it's fine. All right. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> all right that's gross emily's, emily's mind's in the gutter she's gonna publicly apologize on the podcast feed later this week um let's see moving on down jason any traction on the smoker no we're we're at a bit of a standstill i'm still still scouting some models um okay. it's it's me and the roommate and we're okay. we're talking about uh running together so we're we're both still scouting but um yeah, it's 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 looking like pellets the play, whether it's Camp Chef or whether it's uh, Traeger. Um, Traeger or or one of those pit um, boss. You know, the pit bosses are out there. Not bad. yeah, pit boss. There's there's a lot of them, and, and likely all of them are yes B plus and above. Yeah, um, but I basically overthink every purchase that's over a hundred dollars. So feeling, uh, <laughs> just pondering on this one for a right. while. Nothing wrong with doing your homework. Yeah, I mean, I'm, that's the thing, is I'm hoping this thing is my smoker for, like, five to eight years, at least, so. Yeah, yeah, right. you're you willing to pay $75 to $100 a year, basically. Right. Uh, have delicious smoked meats at, yeah. at the ready. And I plan on it. <laughs> are you going to yeah. do, are you going to attempt a reverse sear with the smoker? I might. I've been told. Uh, Good way to do it. Yeah, I've been told it's it's fantastic, and, and I think. The easy thing is definitely I'll put the I'll do the the slow the yeah. slow cook in the smoker. Yeah, that's um, the beauty then, of having a smoker too is you can lock that in at such a low temperature. Right, like exactly, low. and then uh, so jealous. Um, and then bring it inside and and sear it real fast on the cast iron or something. But yep. um, yeah, I mean I, I'll put some pork shoulders on that, do some ribs. I'll work my. I found out uh, in my meat purchasing yesterday that Costco has full briskets. I had no idea. How? Yeah. 
So I mean, that's like a how, how much that cost? Like seventy bucks? No, like fifty to fifty-five. Oh wow! Okay. Costco has really good prices. I mean, I got the prime ribeye I got yesterday was thirteen dollars a pound. I, I don't. know. for prime ribeye, that's like yeah. usually at most grocery stores, choice ribeye is like twelve fifty oh, okay. to thirteen. So. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Shouts out to Stephen Joyce Crick's uh, 1998 Costco card that got me in and still worked at the register. That's amazing. I finally got that with my mom's 1994 card. Um, Or, yeah, I had one of similar age to yours. Eventually, I got ratted out. My uh, roommate Ray and I had to go in on a membership together. Yeah. I mean, it's not what is it like? It's like 60 bucks for the year now. It's not so bad. Yeah, yeah well, they'll, they'll run yeah, promos sometimes on these, like, coupon sites where if you're a new sign-up, mm-hmm. you end up getting half or two-thirds of it back in, like, a Costco debit card and a free 48-pack of toilet paper or paper yeah. towels or something. And free so, rotisserie chickens or something. Yeah, like, yeah, so. exactly. So, I yeah. like, I, I have done that where it's just, like, you let it lapse until the the time period to where you're considered a new customer again which i think is two years and then you're eligible for the goodies again that's right work in that system right you guys have mennonite blood that runs through my veins i'm going to um smoke a chicken tomorrow jason so delicious i got uh i got it soaking in the jerk the jerk seasoning right now you marinating yeah, yeah, cool. I found I have the Project Smoke book and I kind of co-opted their jerk seasoning with some jerk seasoning that I already had, so I sort of lengthened it. I uh I tend to like shove all my chips in on any given project, so there's a good chance I get a smoker cookbook, so Yeah, you should get the um Aaron Franklin book too. It's good. That makes sense. That well. I've like I've in my work at home boredom I have have you stared the at the like Aaron Franklin ninety dollar masterclass videos? You should um, get the book. He, the book is actually really good, and I think he gives away. I mean, he he has. I'm no guessing problem. it's the same stuff. Yeah. He has no problem giving up the giving no. up goods on like what you should do. So Very happy to do it because nice. he's a good person. Um, yeah. All right, let's move into UVA new logos. We have a lot of varying Ooh. opinions here, probably maybe, and uh, Jason has some tempering. Um, behind the scenes uh, that he can do behind the scenes looks at how stuff like this goes down. But uh, Emily has seen them as well. Of course I have. I do my research. <laughs> <laughs> what else are you going to do during the day? Uh-huh. Like, uh, it, they hit Jordan and I pretty hard at the same. Well, Jason tipped us off, but we kind of, um, I think Jordan and I both reacted effectively the same, mostly the same way when we saw them, the V with the savers is mostly fine. Looks pretty good. A little more detail. But the, the secondary logos just didn't really didn't really grab me. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. I don't know what the purpose of them is. Yeah, I mean to to provide the, a little bit of the background, I'll, I'll answer that one first. I'm guessing so most uh, guys. This is I, this is gonna be so chock full of like communication and marketing buzzwords that you guys <laughs> are, keep like 45 seconds. You guys are gonna like justifiably roast me and all of this. But uh, most most brand marks and logos have. A primary mark and then a like impact or accent mark. Um, like for instance, a JMU, our primary mark is the block JMU. Um, yes. and then our impact mark is the Duke dog head. Mm-hmm. Um, and so 
that that is i think the reason behind the cavman thing um i think it uh my my personal opinion is i agree with you i think the i'll get into the v saber shortly but i think stuff like this is so jarring that you kind of have to to like give it a give it a month or two um, and I think that's the deal with the Cavman thing is it's it's so different from everything yeah. UVA has ever done. Um, sure. And so it's it may end up being bad. It may end up being pretty okay. Um, but it's tough to tell because it's so jarring. And that was a, like the V Saber. I, I think it actually is a pretty pretty good mark, but it was just so like yeah, so out of nowhere. And, and I explained to you guys that like. UVA had a really tough bullseye to hit because their their goal was a, a good one, um, which was, you know, when they when they showed the I think Bronco said the said it in the video when they showed the row of ACC logos. There's a lot of fairly new looking uh, like modern logos in there. Yeah. Whereas the Virginia one was um, not dated, but didn't look as modern. Um, and so I under I can very much understand wanting to to get on that side of the spectrum while at the same time they, you know, UVA's brand for good reason is historic and regal and distinguished and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and that's a really hard bullseye to hit. Um, but I think they, I think they did pretty, pretty well at it. Um, and now it's, I, there's not many Georgia tech logo in the ACC is still pretty weird. I think. Um, and Virginia tech's logo is super plain. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think the primary mark did the job, I think. No, I, I agree with you. The primary mark is good. I think UVA has a fairly unique logo. I think the V, they do a good job with the, the V Saber. Like, I think that looks, I think that looks good. Uh, the secondary mark, I understand that it's secondary. It just didn't seem like it was a logo more than that. It was just like a character. Yeah, and that's, and that's why I think that, it's weird seemed, about it. Yeah, it was kind of, was kind of weird. So Jordan, I mean, please give me your thoughts if I'm misrepresenting you at all. Yeah, so my thoughts on the whole situation uh i i've tweeted this multiple times i shared it in the group text i think the the v saber update is fine um it'll grow on me more i think it was certainly warranted um and i do think it 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 was generated from kind of broncos observation because i think this was maybe right after he took the job when he did the first uh acc kind of preseason media days was when he saw the like how it stacked up against other logos um so i think the main goal here is to make things pop better in media in like how even how the logo shows up in score bugs on ESPN stuff like yeah. that um i think like the v saber will look fine on the uniforms as well it's not going to look that different i my big reservation is again the secondary marks and we talked a little bit about this in the text but i i want to reserve complete judgment until i see kind of how if at all they're incorporated into uniforms um because like like we said i don't mind like throw them on all the practice gear you want to because i don't have to like i don't have to necessarily see that unless i'm watching like, practice <laughs> right, <yeah>. recap videos <laughs> um but which i am from time to time yeah which i certainly do 
Um, but that doesn't necessarily get viewed by a national audience. Um, I think the, like kind of the reasoning and the consultant speak that got assigned to, you know, what they represent and how they were designed. Like that's all, it all sounds great, but the execution of it, uh, is lacking in my opinion. Um, but again, I don't think they're like, I, I, as a 29 year old graduate am not who they are primarily concerned about with this, probably this act activity or this mission. Um, it's more so like, what do, what do the crews think? You know, like what do the people exploring coming to your university think about it? Um, so if they love it, great. Uh, I personally don't want to see like either of those secondary marks on the side of a football helmet. Um, I don't like, I don't, I can almost guarantee they won't appear appear in any major fashion on the bas on the basketball uniforms. Um, cause Tony is so very traditional. I love the, the typography redesign. Um, yeah. I think That's that good. looks really clean and good. Uh, but it does, it does look a little similar to Virginia tech's typography that they had. I don't know if it's the one they still have, uh, but it's similar to that. And I also, I also thought after seeing a basketball uniform mock-up, it looks really similar to Auburn, um, which like, Hey, we beat them in the final four. So we get to do whatever we want. But, um, yeah, I mean, well, I they think didn't it, call it double dribble. Yeah, you gotta remember that. Yeah, uh, Ty was fouled first. <laughs> no, we had to. We had to have that back and forth. Right. Um, but yeah, I think, I think ultimately, like, it it doesn't really matter as much as we think it does. Um, and we'll get used to it, and we'll get over to whatever gripes we have. I'm yeah. sure. Um, but it is. I am thankful that we get to like we get something like this to to get spirited about right now right because yeah. we'd be like if this was a normal sports year we'd be watching you know lacrosse right now or we'd be like college world series would be uh close not close yeah on the horizon so uh nba finals would be going on so like this is kind of all we have and we're directing a lot of energy towards this that might otherwise be going towards other stuff yeah yeah i just think i think this this reeks a little bit of like guy who posts his plate on twitter and then just gets roasted because he didn't take a great first of all he didn't take a great picture and second of all his his brisket looks dry as hell like yeah. you know what i'm saying like it, it, it's kind of one of those things where like it's a small margin of you absolutely crushing it with what you what you put up there people are yeah. definitely going to maybe be a little anti or spirited i just thought it, it was uh, maybe and maybe it was just jarring because you get two of those secondary logos and you only get one of the primary logo. So you think like, oh, is this going to be like two thirds of our logos are going to be this? But in reality, that's right. probably not. Well, true yeah. And stuff. I saw I saw some different variations of those secondary marks that looked better. Like, sure. And I don't think Nike was responsible for them. I think fans took took their own creative measures mm -hmm. and did some editing. But like Love the. To see it. The shield kind of when it was only navy and white looked yeah, yeah. looked pretty good. Or the the kind of cavalier with the crossed swords in only orange and blue looked fine. But 
the as they stand now, they're incorporating three or four different colors. There's a Carolina-ish shade of blue involved, which people don't like, justifiably. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I I don't know what sort of like uh, case you know group product testing they did or like uh you know kind of feedback before they went to market with that they got if any or if they just were like yeah we're nike we'll we'll just put it out there um but i don't get paid the big bucks to make those decisions yet so emily do you like them you're fairly unbiased um so my take on it, like, again, thinking about maybe, like, newer recruits, younger demographic, like, I actually kind of liked the Cavman um, as okay. a secondary mark. I could see it kind of, like, being cool on a T-shirt or a hat, like, kind of more something, like, students wear or students identify with than necessarily being a mark on, like, marketing materials or jerseys. I do think that, like, some of the colors are a little, like, brighter and like cartoonish than what we're used to for UVA and like with the Cavman illustration I felt like the outside borders of it like the the border was thick which made it kind of like give it a cartoony look which I think if you just made it a little bit more of a finer line it could look a lot better or just even have like yeah or even use like a white border versus the like bright orange as a border but overall I kind of thought more of like it looks younger and yeah like to go back to what you all were saying earlier what jason was saying it's not that like the other logos were initially dated it just i think they are trying to appeal to like a younger demographic and keep up with other schools who've maybe updated their logos recently to look good on social media and on tv yeah yeah and i i was saying too like i don't know if it's a nostalgia thing i just i i tend to be kind of a sucker for like throwback jerseys and like maybe just like slightly simpler, more classic looking things like yeah. Jordan, we've talked about, like, I think, and I know I'm a Florida fan, but I think Florida does a really good job when they do their throwback jerseys and stuff. Cause I think they have a pretty deep bench of like classic, like the block Florida yeah, the block F, F looks really, oh my gosh. looks really good. They have that circular logo with the U and the F on top of each other that That's I personally logo. think is a great logo. I, yeah, I love that one. Logo. And yeah. then like, but their basketball jerseys that just say Florida across them, like they, um the we've talked about those too they're just like they're just very classic looking they have they're they're mostly white you know the the num- letters aren't spread out too much and you know maybe florida is also the correct length word for like that size type too like if you if you're west virginia you got way too many letters going across and stuff but i uh yeah so i mean i think we probably got to ultimately realize too that the jerseys are probably going to be simpler at the end of the day uh Anyway, so anyhow, we've we spent a lot of time yeah. about this, but it was uh that's just I'll uh I'll agree and I'll I'll say that having been on the JMU has logos that never appear on game jerseys. Right. Um multiple ones um that we had to put in for one reason or another that are official logos that are literally only literally only allowed to be on practice gear and fan gear, like it's in the rules. So yeah. I'll also point out to the people that there's a lot of people that um, we're commenting on Facebook like, oh, I wonder how much this costs with all these. I'm glad my online only money is going to this and all this stuff. Uh, UVA, I can almost guarantee you, did not pay a dime for that. Yeah. Um, Nike yeah. does this with with schools that Nike has deals with. They do this like once every part of the contract. I think it's a 15, 10 or 15 year thing, like once yeah. every 10 or 15 years. Yeah. Um, 
So the design part cost them nothing because it was Nike. And I'm guessing all the uniforms will be provided by Nike. Yeah, um, yeah. People love to be outraged about uh, to manufacture yeah. outrage. I know that's going to surprise you to hear in today's yeah. day and so, day and age. But they'll have some facility updates to do, but uh, that will be a flexible timeline. I'm guessing. Gotcha. All right. Well, that's been uniform talk. Good to see um, Emily. We got one final category here. Maybe just touch on what we've been watching, quarantine TV style. You guys didn't want to talk about the draft. Uh, no. Oh. I, I honestly didn't watch much of it, so you know I've probably watched more of it this year than I have in the last couple of years. I've it's been apparently salary. done super numbers in terms of ratings. I believe it. Yeah, it's just nice to have. Yeah. It's nice to have a sports thing going on. Yeah. Well, like a, a large sports thing going on. I don't want to be insensitive to the WNBA draft, but I didn't watch that. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's been. Uh, it's been. It's been nice to, to see some football and just, you know, just just fire up the hot take machine. I love, you know, and, and maybe like I used to be super into the draft. Most of you guys, Jason, you maybe could attest to this. I loved the draft. Yeah. It was really my thing. It always happens right around my birthday, too. So I'm always like, yeah. getting you were on the couch for an entire weekend, slightly <laughs> jazzed for it. I'm like, oh, I gotta say that, you know, for, you know, who this guy went in the eighth, seventh round to this team, you know, that's a good fit, you know, whatever. That's like <laughs> stupid. Like, I realize that's a stupid conversation, but people get so mad, uh, like fans, like, this is such a bad pick. We could have taken, like, I saw some Jacksonville fans that were so mad that they took CJ Henderson from Florida. The, the kid went to Florida and is definitely the second best corner on the draft. You just lost AJ Bowie and and uh, Jalen Ramsey in the last year. Like that is clearly a need. Your entire defense revolves around having good corners, and and the guy has the audacity to say we could have taken a running back there at nine. <laughs> like you're just an idiot. Like that that's such a bad take. Like I'm just and of course I'm just scrolling through Facebook comments like. I wonder what the dipsticks are up to, but my God, like you just, I just love, I, I do love it though for that reason. Cause sure. people just get so mad about like a, a draft pick. Like he might not work out. Sure. But like, you know, it's not like it was bad <laughs> because you did it. Like you're Jacksonville, your team's awful. Like also, you got a lot of, you got a lot of problems. So. Also just to emphasize, uh, nobody knows about the draft. Oh, like, yeah. sure. Oh yeah. Right. Like I, there was a, I think there was a, like a uh, montage earlier this week of all the takes on quarterbacks. And it was just like Jaworski and Kuiper and all those guys, like every year, like Heath Schuler is going to be the cornerstone of this franchise right. for a decade. And it's like, dude, nobody knows. And yeah. I'm not like, I'm not knocking Jaworski or Kuiper or any of those. Like nobody no, knows. They, they, know more, they know more than us. I mean, yeah, nobody know knows. Like, I, yeah. I guarantee you all those guys on TV have watched more film than you. Yeah. And none of them know either. So you definitely don't know. So it's just annoying. Yeah. Crap well, it's, and it's also because it's not fun to say, like, well, this right. Is the all problem is you can't have a all, yeah. yeah. You can't have a TV show where you're like, well, it depends how hard he works. Yeah. Well, yeah. It depends, depends how, how hard he works. Well, depends, depends how, how hard he, he deals with getting, with making money early in his life. It depends on how the kind of people he associates offensive coordinator is going to be um if the gm is in win now mode versus i mean there's like so many factors that yeah. go into football and there's 53 guys on a football team i mean there's just yeah there's there's so much variance that it's like it is funny when you hear these guys like mcshay and and kuiper like talking in like absolutes about 
Like, listen, if Tua is not in that game against Mississippi State, Alabama probably wins the national championship, and Tua is far and away the, the number one pick. Mm-hmm. So it's like, but he was in that game. He shouldn't have been in that game. And now it's like, oh, well, Joe Burrow is clearly the guy you got to take. Like, well, I don't know. Joe Burrow is 24 years old. And he's only ever had one good year in his career. So it's like, I mean, are we are we going to – we're not holding that as against him. Yeah, who Tua broke his hip. Like, listen to us. Like, we're, we're, we're talking about, like, who like knows? The, <laughs> Either one of those guys. The measured, appropriate way to discuss these prospects would be to say, here's the player, here's right. the best possible fit for them and the success of their career, but you can't get ratings right. on that discussion. Correct. Yeah. But – Anyhow, it's all it's all good. I did hear Dil- Dilfer uh, was on Ryan Rosillo's podcast, and he was just dude. Trent Dilfer is the most excited man on earth when it comes to just talking quarterback play. It's so it's it's enjoyable, <laughs> but he can. I mean, I'm I'm in. I'm is in he too. involved in the Elite Eleven camps, or is that somebody else? He was. I don't okay. think he does that anymore. I think he works with. Like I know he's been working with Tua, and yeah. uh, I think they have. There's another guy that was like a former NFL quarterback not like flame out but like a like jordan palmer or carson palmer one of those guys like works those with him. Guys. yeah yeah they, yeah one of those guys that like was good at some point and now is just good at talking about quarterback play um they have like i, I think he runs some sort of pre-draft like boot camp for qbs or something at this point but um i don't know anyhow it's 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 interesting but we did did watch a little bit of draft so it's cool to see People get excited and see their dreams come true, though. Love to see yeah. that. Also, one of the iconic little music five-second, not even five-second bites, but the little oh, yeah. <laughs> ring, ring into the pick coming in. Oh, right. I won't dun, even dun, 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 dun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so good. And then I scream throughout the house, Emily, the pick is in! <laughs> Did you see uh, uh, Holly Anderson figured out where it was from? Really? Oh, shoot. I can find it. This is going to be... Wow. It's fr- it's from some place that you would never think it's from. I don't I don't know if they like straight up stole it, mm. but oh, this is going to be so frustrating that I had to scroll back too far on this. Yeah. Well, good luck. Um. Gah. Let us know when you find that. Go and um, I'll I'll find it. Yeah. I just so- want it to be known that I'm a very good wife who anticipates my husband's needs, and so when he arrived home with the takeout last night and I had the, you know, fancy dinner table set up. I had the draft on in the background, mm. All like the on mute, on mute, you know, and um, for his chair to be facing the TV while we were eating. I did a wow. good job. <laughs> you did a great job. That was very nice. Five-star review. Thanks. Respect. Uh, also, I found it. Uh, it's from a little ditty in a song called It's Raining on Prom Night from the musical Grease. Huh. Wow. I'll uh, I'll send you guys the link to this tweet. Um, That's crazy. But it's very clearly like again. I don't know if they stole it directly from it, but it's the exact same little dun, 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 like it's the same thing. Huh? They just played it on like electrical harpsichord, so it would <laughs> yeah. <turn> it <laughs> ice keys. It's played in ice keys on yep. uh, the the Yamaha. Love it. Um. All right, what do you guys? You guys been watching any uh, any TV that you want to talk about? Yeah, I have to watch Emily. TV. Emily has, and I know I finished. Had... Uh, I finished the plot against America this week. Very good. Is that HBO? Yeah. HBO. That's good. Okay. okay, putting it on my list. Is that good uh, in that like it's uh is it dense? Uh, kind of. It's it's six or seven episode miniseries. Um, 
it's based on a book that was written. I feel like the book was written a long time ago. I might be thinking of a different book. Hold on a second. Um, but the guy who does. Okay, yeah, I was wrong. Uh, the novel was written in 2004. Uh, well, to, to some of us, that was a long, uh, fair point. Half um, life ago. So. Right. Um, but so the miniseries is done by the same guy who did The Wire, David Simon. Okay. Um, but basically, it's a, it's an alternate American history. Basically, if Charles Lindbergh had beaten FDR in the presidential election, hmm. uh, uh, because Charles Lindbergh like, was generally accused of being like, closet anti-semitic like went to nazi germany and got a couple of awards from hitler and that sort of thing sure and then ran for president and so it's an alternate history of like what would have happened and it's you know a rise in anti-semitism and like a whole lot of people being like well no he just does these things for appearances that's not what he actually thinks and it uh it rings true to present day for whatever reason um that's why it's it's really <laughs> it's really well done and um yeah, the book was written in 2004 by Philip Roth. Uh, and so it's it's not a comedy, uh, but it's really, really good. And you guys, it would be, it's a good watch. Gotcha. No, uh, I watched that. And then I watched the, I think, have we talked about the English game yet? No, no. I don't think so. That's on Netflix. Um, that's about, uh, I'm blanking on his name all of a sudden. Um Ah, he's a he was a Scottish guy. He was basically the first professional soccer player, Fergus Souter. Oh yeah, I've seen. I've watched the trailer for this show. Yeah, um, it's about him and uh, this guy named Arthur Kinnaird, who was the president of the football association, the FA, for years. Um, but before that, was basically the best player in the world. Um, and it's back in like the late eighteen hundreds when. Football was still like the game of like nobles and they played it for recreation. And it's about basically how it's a dramatization of how professionalism became a thing in, in English football, hmm. which also parallels to my profession and college athletics. And so it's, uh, it's not subtle. It's super heavy handed, but it's really good. You should watch it. Nice. Jordan, what have you been into? Uh, so I, over the past couple weeks, one, have caught up as best I could with Better Call Saul, uh, the precursor to Breaking Bad. Um, really good, great acting by by those involved. Uh, you get some of the better, or some of the Breaking Bad characters, get more of a backstory on them. Um which is really interesting again really well done uh and then also i've been watching uh hunters on amazon which is the jordan peele produced uh basically nazi wipeout squad uh led by al pacino who (laughs) is phenomenal in it um but yeah, that that's been really good. I think I'm through seven episodes, and it's a ten or eleven episode season. Um, but yeah, the I guess with with hunters, it's kind of this over. Like I I have mixed feelings about when series like this are done, um, and it's kind of like the Narcos of like 
how how they address the Mexican cartels and the Escobar cartel. It's like yeah. this this event that was so destructive to so many people and we like yes this series does educate people to a certain degree but maybe not to the degree that it is actually impactful no. and right. so like how how much of that exposure do people just look at it and go like oh well this this horrible thing that i'm being shown about the holocaust in this series for example like well how much of that is just fictionalization because this is a fictional show Versus right. like how much of that was really true. So that's like, I don't know the right answer to what is the, and that's a really deep conversation about kind of what is the social responsibility of how, how you we talk handle about serious things, those and, themes, and, yeah. but um, it's, it's certainly an entertaining show for sure. Would recommend it. I, um, so a long time ago, I watched the first episode of Barry and I, I thought it was great. And, yeah. and I just, for no reason, never watched another episode of the show. So I have started that over. I'm like six or seven episodes in on that. So fantastic show. I like it. It's yeah. funny and it's kind of dark and weird. And yep. uh, Bill, Bill Hader's a strange guy and he's like perfect for that role. So, <laughs> yeah. um, yeah, so I've, I've enjoyed watching that this week and then, Emily's going to bring you up to date on the classy other viewings that we've been <laughs> taking part in here. But we've watched a lot of Outer Banks. On oh, yeah. So I like had heard about Outer Banks. Like everybody was like talking about it on social media. I first saw a preview. I was like, I don't know. This kind of looks like a free form, like teen show. Teen I don't know. Teen drama. Like, that I'm yeah. Like yeah. It. And wouldn't you know, 18 hours later, I was done Golly. with the show. Jesus. I watched four on Tuesday night before coming to bed. And then got up the next morning ready and devoted to finishing. I didn't have like any clients that day. So I told Logan that he needed to take all of his business calls in the other room. So I could watch. <laughs> I occasionally needed to get up and obviously like take a break for personal reasons yeah also sometimes just to like pause in the middle of an episode like walk around the house like hands on the head like okay all right wow the show it's really like um me. it's like bloodline mixed with friday night light it's a fascinating overlap yeah it's uh well i mean just because it's like it, it occurs in the outer banks and there's like kids on boats and uh the first episode starts with like a dad who's vanished at sea for nine months and then they find a ship at the bottom of the like marsh and then there's a dead body so i mean you yeah, just launch yeah. They right just, into like, it they hit you right over the head with the, the mystery and they this show i mean listen we all know how cliffhangers work but like this show has really mastered the art of like the like netflix cliffhanger in which you just have to just careen oh, right into the next episode like i'm not even mad at emily for like for how she consumed the show because i'm i'm Totally. I mean, I've watched, I've he, watched he eight episodes today. today. He's like, you're not going to make me like watch as many in a row that you did. Right. I was like, no, we can watch as many as you want. And you know, every time he looks over at me at the end of every episode, well, it's, it's like, like it's just, just it's like going. raining. I'm not going to like get up and do something else. So I'm like, well, <laughs> let's keep it firing. I mean, I, I'm interested. So, but it says a lot that I'm willing to watch it a second time through within just I days mean, of finishing. 
you guys know how I am with shows, and uh, I will say the episodes could be shorter. <laughs> but, you know, I, I knew that criticism. <laughs> no, I mean, there's a, his code. there's a lot of those, like, sort of lingering shots, and then they kind of hit you over the head with some, some, uh, I told Logan some like, teeny he... bopper, like, romance stuff, too. Also, these kids are supposed to be 16 years old in this show. These are some grown adults and like hot chicks in this show like there's no way like you feel so conflicted like oh i'm 16 like you were first of all clearly not 16 like you are 30 you got your jawline is too chiseled your brow is too furrowed and those abs are way too well developed yeah i mean i weighed like 140 when i was 16 like there's no way these dudes are just running around all over the place and like yeah yeah, my voice all the time yeah these kids are crushing pbrs and like hanging out and like smoking weed and stuff like (laughs) there's no way so Anyhow, that's uh, that's just a, a minor criticism. It, if you it's can tolerate well like some of the like teen romance scenes, it's a great show. Great show. They do a really good job of uh, like dunking on Jordan. You would appreciate this, like rich southern kids too yeah. that like are the worst so like there's, there's like a character named topper yeah there's a character named topper and like you and i have definitely interacted with topper like in, in our lives half at least half of our uva class yes yes yeah, yeah like he yes wears he, a lot of vineyard vines ugh. right yeah that all. kind of vibe so like um now they're obviously it, they're the worst version of those people but i gotta hand it to him they did a pretty good job of uh of, of, of making that true so connor pointed that out um <laughs> There's some good, like, ragging on each other, like, bro jokes, too. Honestly. It's fun. It's a fun show. I mean, it's not going to win any awards, but, no, it, it's, but a, I, it's a fun watch. It's so. one you watch, and you're like, oh, great. When's season two coming? <laughs> yeah, yeah I'll coming. watch season two. <laughs> um, also, I really like um, Black AF on Netflix. Yes, that's really that's good. That's a great that's, show. Uh, Rashida Jones is in yeah, there. Kenya, yeah, Kenya, whatever his name is. Kenya so. Burris, I want to say, is the creator... I saw the, the trailer for that, but haven't dove in yet. It's really good. It's a little heavy-handed, but it's really good. Very funny. Yeah, it's hilarious. Um, um, I feel like now was the time to point out that uh, we're getting a new episode of Parks and Recreation on Thursday. Yeah. Yes. Speaking of the uh, lovely Rashida Jones. Just wonderful news. Uh, I mean, do you Thursday, think it's actually going to be an episode? Say what? Is it actually going to be an episode, or is it just going to be like a... Yeah, I mean, the, the writing staff, led by Mike Schur, uh, got back together, oh, and cool. wrote an episode, and all the stars, and I'm sure several guest stars that are beloved are in it as well. Um, but it's about basically... I think it's the plot is like social distancing in Pawnee. Um, and so well, they all filmed it. They all filmed it like at their homes, and so... Uh, but yeah, all the, the they're doing it to to raise money for these multiple charities that are benefiting, like food banks and stuff like that. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I saw that it was coming. I was, you know, I'm always a little wary of those things, but I, if they're actually getting everybody together, then that's good. Yeah. 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 And it's um, Mark sure, so right. Trust. Before we launch into the greatest show that's on this list, we first oh, have to talk about some trash, which. Well, you know, entertaining trash, which is Listen to Your Heart, part of the Bachelor franchise. Okay, that took a, a turn I didn't think it was going to take. 
<laughs> I thought you were going the other direction with that. So no, good for you, Emily. no, no. Hey, mad respect for MJ over here. Okay, so uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure all three of us swore up and down that we were not going to watch "Listen to Your Heart" when it came out. Um, how, how the turntables did you? have turned? I think I was like, <laughs> I really don't want to watch it, but I think that like my commitment to the franchise and to like keeping the podcast, you know, like yeah. I'm keeping I'm devoted. us up to date. Right. Brand loyalty, that's what they're about. Exactly. If I claim to be the Bachelor expert on this podcast, the small operation we have, you know, <laughs> I need to be devoted. So I watched, and I think I'm in. It's like the Paradise format okay. where everyone is kind of, you get like an uneven number of guys and girls. There's a rose ceremony at the end of every episode where either the girls have the roses this week or the guys. And then the next episode, a fresh crop of blood comes in. But it's better than Paradise because none of these people have been on The Bachelor before. So none of them have had time to, you know, slide into each other's DMs or sure. get to know each other. Well, except for the producers managed to find the people that have been. Oh, you mean in Paradise? No, I mean in the show. They haven't. Well, I mean, they brought back the. What that, episode they, have you watched? They brought that girl. They brought that girl she on the. Slide. Okay, check. Check your facts. Okay, there was an episode. She knew. She knew the girl, ex-girlfriend of the one guy. Right, but that has nothing to do with sliding into his DMs. Okay, well that might be true, but they still knew each other. Okay, whatever. Well, but yeah, there is a difference between like I'm trying to holler at you versus like we have a a connection or a history. Thank you. This guy would Thank have hollered you. at her. Let the record show. Wow. But anyway, <laughs> there are. My reason for liking it, look, I could fast forward through the music scenes because at, at, at best these are like C-list musicians who play a lot of open mics and, you know, it's are just that. hoping, yeah. hoping to make it. way too seriously. They're like music. Yes. They're like caricatures of music industry people. It's bad. Oh, they are all caricatures. Yes, yes. First night, there was one guy who got sent home. Not he was a country talent. music star. He was from Brazil. And boy, did he fill the role. He had on like leather pants with this like long sleeve, like Hawaiian print shirt and a mm. giant cowboy hat. And I was like, oh my gosh, this guy. Yeah. Also, there was a guy who claimed to be like a pop artist. And his <laughs> opening line to a girl was, I really love your lips. And he just like stares at her and she's like, I think you totally. texted that to us. So yes. is this the same guy? Because I saw a clip on Twitter. And I think Jed looking the same guy who the girl was like, uh, so I guess like, let me hear your best beatbox or something. Yes. And then he went into it like full bore. Oh, I wanted yes. I wanted to slap homie through the ethernet. Oh, yeah, you definitely do. It's there's a lot of it was slapable so cringy. people on the show. I so cringy. A lot of slappable characters. There's just a lot of people that feel like they have to bring music into everything they talk about, too. And it's like... There was this one girl on the episode this week who said that she has a really hard time talking about her feelings, so she sings them. And they're in the middle of a awful, date. And awful. the guy was like, well, then let's sing. Let's sing your feelings and what you're thinking right now. What are you thinking in terms like, of, like, being... And he's, like, playing, like, generic guitar chords and, like... What else? Will you tell me what's on your mind? She's just like, like, that was like, that was a whole bit in happy endings. Like, I'm I'm rewatching that right now as well. And that's like, uh, the, uh, Penny's mom who's been married like five times. (laughs) 
always requested. Played by Megan Mullally, I believe. Yeah, Megan Mullally. Yep. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, it's it's great. It's entertaining. It's cringy. It has some great characters in it. Um, well done. I mean, it's what you want from reality TV. It's Emily, not for everybody. I'm glad that you enjoy it, and I'm also glad that you can keep <laughs> us up to date because yep. I will not cross that line. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Hey, it's fine. So it's thanks, just like it's. It is. Yeah. It is the most eye rolling version of these shows. Like there's just so many unlikable folks, and they're very heavy handed with the uh, the music stuff and it's like all the dates are just like oh, we get to go to guitar center <gasps> like that like these people were like freaking butt sized to go to guitar <gasps> center and like how walk around like there's probably a bunch of songwriting sessions or something yes. involved yes classic yeah. Jed behavior yeah when they when they're like just ambiently hanging around the house it's like four four people sitting around the piano and one person just like tinkling away on the keys and and i'm like this is my actual nightmare. Like, <laughs> like this situation occurring and me having to like endure it is is a nightmare. Actual it's like nightmare. okay, like, like back in the youth group days, like there was always one or two kids who would always yes. bring their guitar everywhere, yes. and uh-huh. like that was their way of of uh, accruing accruing attention. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And it, yeah. So maybe that's where some of my just overall resentment lies. But it's like it's, it's not. I, 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 I don't get it, man. I just don't. Yeah. Nope. It's not crowd friendly. It's not considerate of others. Just keep hey. it in the case, brother. <laughs> I'm with you. So anyhow, Emily, you got any other thoughts? You're gonna re- they'll report back next week. Oh, report back next week. Uh, I, I, I do have a question. Uh, Franchise-wise, are these uh, characters going to be eligible for Paradise? Mm-hmm. Oh no, they are eligible for Paradise and eligible even to be considered like Bachelor or Bachelorette material. Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, I hope that the that dude, the one guy though with the buck teeth and the long curly hair, um, that guy. Needs. Oh, Sheridan. 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 He's from Austin. He's got like long curly hair. He wears like one of those flat brim like hats. Need to and a lot hats. of turquoise of rings. Hats. Yeah, 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 turquoise rings. A tremendous amount of turquoise so in his in his he, arsenal he of jewels. Was like touring the country for a while, a living in his Subaru Outback. So. Oh, Sheridan. Yeah. Get down with your bad self. Anyhow, I would love to see him like on the prowl in paradise. There is also a guy named Trevor who is on American Idol briefly, and he is the Jed like prototype. I mean, yeah, I mean his yes. like opening like B roll or whatever. He was wearing that insane jacket like Jed always wore. The, like, I did see Tyler Cameron tweet like, "Oh, we saw how this look worked out." <laughs> Uh-huh. He like had like this vintage like Ford truck and a golden retriever and and like he was playing on his guitar and he's also just as bad as Jed like he sings and you're like how were you on American Idol? He's the dude Idol? who like swears that he grew up busking he's on not the, good. the Santa Monica Pier. He's like oh they went on like a date. We went on a date with this girl. And was like oh I, I got busking. me in Mississippi State. No big deal. Uh, I grew up busking on this pier right here. Like literally <laughs> like all my childhood was spent here. I was like oh stop it. Stop. Anyway, enough of, of working through your heart. It's it's yeah. a lot. I can tell by the look of, on Jason's no. face. We won't torture him anymore. We lost Jason. Wait, that was no. the that was the good one of the two you wanted to talk about. <laughs> no, I said we got to go with the crappy one we first. Ate our we can talk about the good yeah. one. Got it. Yes. Got it. Got it. 
As look, every, as... look, I know how to properly rate things, people. I know <laughs> yeah, trash when yeah. I see it. I just happen to like trash in my arsenal now and then, okay? You're Love the, the self-awareness. The <laughs> um, all right, so yeah, The Last Dance has been on. The first two episodes aired last week. We get two more episodes uh, t- tomorrow night, Sunday 9 and night, 10. Tomorrow night, yeah. Jason, did you take it in? Oh, I did. It was wonderful. Yeah, it was uh, great. It was also like at all but it was also like our first uh reacquaintance with sports twitter during a live event which was wonderful <laughs> yes. um because the the memes were flowing but uh yeah it was just it was such a like there have been complaints about like oh it's just like praising and and worshiping and all that stuff and uh i think those complaints are probably have some merit but i just openly don't care at all like it's a yeah it's a super fun story and i just want to hear everything about it like i want to hear i don't remember the name of like the cocaine team but i want to hear about that because it's hilarious i want to know more about um scotty pippen's arkansas crowd because every one of them was an absolute star when they were when they stepped on the screen that's true so that was cool um yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was... I, I do wish, like, I think you could be a more professional documentary and, uh, like, have somebody there to speak on behalf of Jerry Krause. Like, yeah, you know, it's kind of, like, awkward. Like, he passed away, and it's kind of awkward. They're just like, okay, here's, like, two straight hours of everybody who's ever been around the Chicago Bulls ripping on this guy. And, like... When listen, did he, he pass away? Last 17, I believe. Oh, okay. Three, four so years ago. Since this has really been kicked into, like, high production... Yeah. yeah, I don't think it. they, because what the rumor is that the MJ finally cleared this during the the day Cavs of the Cavs championship, championship parade. parade. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just the most MJ thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I wish like, and that's the thing. Like, if you want a more professional documentary, yeah, you have somebody there to, to tell Krause's side of the story. At the same time, like, it's just fun to see behind the scenes of like this iconic team in sports. Yeah. Um. Because like like Phil Jackson is iconic, and like so many people on that team, and so many stories are iconic. That yeah, I, and it probably helps that we're all so hard up for sports. But it's just nice to be back. Like I love it. Yeah, yeah. I I I think I like I again mixed feelings because I wish there would be twenty or thirty episodes because there are so many storylines. Yeah. That I would like to see fleshed out deeper and in a more detailed fashion but i also know that that's not realistic and like part of you know the criteria of mj agreeing to do all of this was that certain stuff wasn't going to get touched on certain stuff wasn't going to get fleshed out to uh, a more detailed degree and like we're we're still going to get a lot and it's going to be awesome um yeah. But I I do feel like I am gonna be at the end of this like man. There's eight to ten storylines I would have wanted one or two entire episodes on, but we just got five minutes of it in passing. Uh, right. I heard a interview with the director, um, and he it was interesting. But he was saying one of the challenges was. I mean, obviously paring down all the different stories and interviews and stuff, but like a TV hour, like an extended TV hour on ESPN is 50 minutes on the dot. Mm -hmm. And he said it would just, it became 
burden it was a burden for them to like be able to trim things and he cited a story that was a great story and I, I, it's slipping from my memory right now to be able to tell it but he's like he really wanted to include it and he was just there was just no place to include it um it was just like kind of one of those classic like mj being mj stories and um yeah so i thought that was that i mean that was interesting perspective like knowing this is going to be on tv and this isn't going to be like a netflix documentary where we have like you know unlimited time even though they did it in combination with netflix yeah. but so they, um, yeah they they release it to countries not the united states on netflix oh okay but the united gotcha. states views it via espn gotcha so nice to see some uh some nice f-bombs on espn too oh, always warm to the heart yeah. scotty let it rip gotta do it so. also i don't I, everybody said scotty had the first one but mj had one earlier in the episode that i think everybody brushed off because they didn't yeah you never notice when mj says it right but when scotty says it it's like oh yeah, I well, and I think there were some people on the timeline who were watching it on ESPN two, which was the edited version. Yeah, and so uh, they were like, "What are y'all mistake. talking about? They're not cursing; they're bleeping these out." Like, no, go go to the mothership. It's it's really going down. <laughs> but um, well, who somebody said it was the cussingest documentary he's ever been a part of. The, yeah. I forget it was one of the ESPN talent. I forget who it was. Well, it might have been. It might have been Adande. I think it was Jay Adande. Oh, okay. Someone made the point on Twitter that it, it might have been Mike Golick Jr., just how fast those two hours went by. Oh, like, yeah. Like, some of the fastest hours to pass. Like, I, I always felt that way about Game of Thrones episodes before the final season <laughs> uh, the did what it did. But it was just like, you you get started on this thing at 9, and then I look up, and it's 1045. And I'm just, holy crap. Like, yes, yeah. I, I feel like we didn't even get much, but we really did. Right. And we only have 15 minutes until next week. So uh, I think that that's a good mark for me personally of a really well done uh, production is kind of how how fast does real time feel like it went by? Yes. How much did when, I get engrossed in back in the, like the Bill Simmons page two days? He actually had a turn. You called it the VCR test that you're watching and you like look down at the vcr and horror because you don't realize how much time has passed like okay. that's a good show that's a throw that's a throwback reference but i love i love a nice bill simmons page two reference love oh yeah page two pull. back in the day jordan were you were you ever a page two reader back in the day i might have been i'm trying to i mean i remember reading that at like Harrisonburg High School. Oh yeah, we well, we read in like the library. Yeah, like Thomas Harrison. Yeah, because it would have been like middle school, high school. Like I remember yeah, listening. DJ to Gallo his, wrote on there. I remember DJ listening Gallo, to his back when Skip Bayless in, was in uh, early college days. But I think he had graduated from page two by then. Yeah, I mean it was it was Bill Simmons. Skip Bayless was like the OG before he became a parody of himself. Um, Rick That's Riley funny. was on page two. God, Rick Riley. Um, the page two roster was stacked. It was kind Where of was like he? Rick Riley was on page two. Yeah, at some point, I think he. he I think okay. he was like the star they brought in to like really get page two going. Huh. Okay. Because he was always the back page of Sports Illustrated. Right. I'm trying yeah. to. But yeah, I feel I'm like just... I thought. I think he was on page two. I might be misremembering. I thought they brought him over, and he just like had like these little. He did these little weird essay segments on Sports Center, and it was just like a bust. But I don't know. You might be right. He, I don't know. He, I just remember he, page, page two was great. Yeah, it's where Bill Simmons got to start before he became 
media mogul Bill Simmons. I like, I'm still I'll still ride for Bill. I like Bill a lot. Um, I couldn't tell you the last thing he wrote, if we're being honest. Oh well, I don't think he. Yeah, I think he writes occasionally now. Like, it's a big deal if he writes. But I mean, when was the last time Dan Levitard wrote? He's probably one of the best writers at ESPN. Point. He doesn't. He doesn't write either. So, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think uh, I, 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 I'll, I'll ride for Bill. I feel like yeah, he makes a uh, he makes too many Boston references, but it's part of his it's part of his game. So. He was kind of the uh, set the groundwork for like podcasting as like a cool thing to do and like being able to talk about more than just like sports, you know, beat you yeah. over the head with sports, which I kind of appreciate. So, you know, yeah, that's true. That's fair. I have mad respect for that take. That was a good take. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Any other? I, do have, I have some some stuff from Rick Riley on page two, but I have no idea when it's from. So, okay. It might have wow. been after the heyday. Gotcha. He snuck in. Any other? So I think we got Robin episode this week, and then I don't know what the other one is. So it should be uh, interesting. Dennis Rodman, what a what a character! Yeah, <laughs> yeah that would be uh, fascinating. Yeah, cool. I did the it, I the the pregame warm up song got got the blood pumping again. I'm not oh, gonna lie to you. Uh, like yeah. that got me that that got to me more than I thought it would. I was beaming. Yeah, just yeah. grinning ear to ear. Like, oh, this is great. So. That song still does it. <laughs> well and it's like um like what well i forget what their breakdown was in the tunnel it's just like one two three who or something like that what time is it game, game time. time yeah yeah game, game time who yeah and i was like dude every single like eighth grade jv varsity basketball team uh-huh. from like 1999 to 2007 did that yeah like that exact thing because of the 1990 whatever bulls yeah yeah, that. Um, also, I was just struck by like, I mean, and I don't, I don't want to have any sort of version of this conversation, but like how skinny everybody was, yeah. and like you realize, like LeBron James is a moose compared to these guys. He would absolutely just. I mean, he was Carl Malone and moves moves like MJ. Like I'm just, it would be crazy to think of like a guy that big and and fleet of foot in that NBA with like, I mean, you know. Like MJ was a skinny little guy when he came into the league, and like yeah. yeah, he bulked up and he got bigger. But it's jarring sometimes to see like Michael Jordan as like this. I mean, he looks like he weighs 170 pounds. Yeah. yeah. So I think I think we'll see some of that uh, on one of tomorrow's episodes where they kind okay. of do the Pistons bad boys stuff. Yeah. Because no, they right. teased We're like the bad boys up. being the reason that he and Scotty started uh, bulking a little bit. But okay, I also remember hearing. It was either hearing a podcast or reading an article where when Michael and Scotty played, I think it was the 92 Dream Team, and they were playing with all all these other stars in the NBA, they like came away from that experience and were basically like, dude, none of these guys weight train. Like, can right. you like can you imagine how much of an advantage we would be at if we actually took that seriously? Right. And like, so they did while all your other guys like Larry birds just pound in Miller high life after, right. after every physical activity, like I, it, it was a smoking different world. Like, they, they were smart enough to take that aspect of, you know, taking care of your body and investing in your body and it paid off in spades. But uh, yeah, that gap, you can't achieve 
the same gap today because everyone's doing that. Yeah. But they like they yes. had an opportune window of like nobody's doing this. We can and make ourselves gods essentially. Right. And that's what they did. Dude, and some of those freaking Celtics fast breaks that they show where like their guy <laughs> the guys are just passing to each other like over right. and over and they just like get a wide open layup. Like it's it's great. Like Tony Bennett would love. It's the three-man weave drill. Oh, it's boy. just it's Seven so basketball. Yeah, it's just so like it's so funny to see and then to think like and and what glowing terms these teams are talked about. It's like you know. Well, three, and I think I think plumbers and an accountant. You know, speaking of speaking of Bill Simmons, he had a tweet during it where he took that basically that gift, and I I'm praying that it was like a like in oh, he was trolling job. he was trolling and he sure, was like was i'd still funny. take these guys over the mid-90s bulls it's just like yeah like bird and mikhail like walking and like uh uh chest pass chest fundamentals yeah and yeah he got like picked over the coals but i was like i hope to god he's just uh, no he, I, I think he knows i think he knows what he's <laughs> what he's up yeah. for right now but um yeah it's uh it's, it's fun fun watch I'm, I'm excited to see some more of it Emily was all into. So. I loved it. I loved it. I can't wait to. Emily see it. really enjoyed the little, uh, Celtics Lakers one oh, that they did. They, that it was like they did what three or four part one. Uh, was it last oh, year? Yeah. Two yeah. years ago. That was really good. Oh, with Larry well Magic. Yeah, that Emily, was not to. I don't. I don't want to like. I don't mean this in a sexist way. What? How interested at when you? How interested in sports were you when that was happening? Well, so like, like do, my, you, do you know those teams or do, are you, this is is this not maybe? really like my parents weren't necessarily like people who watched a lot of sports growing up like my dad would occasionally sit down and like watch a basketball game i think he was more prone to watch basketball than like football um so i had seen like i remember watching a lot of like michael jordan play as a kid because that was like cool to follow yeah, that was, was appointment yeah. tv even yeah, if you yeah. didn't yeah. like love watching sports we would watch like Celtics and lakers documentary it was cool because like i didn't watch a lot of those like games or know that story back history. And so it was kind of like, what's going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> well, so someone made the, the comment uh, about kind of the way they left off episode two of the last dance where Scotty's essentially demanding a trade. And yeah. somebody on Twitter was like, this documentary is so well done. Damn, I, hope like, they don't trade. <laughs> I, I really hope they don't trade Scotty. <laughs> That's the highest praise they could give. With, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I know the end of this story, and this is a really good cliffhanger. <laughs> right. Oh, <laughs> uh, another another thing that I that became like popular was like it's the classic like two things can be true. Scottie Pippen made a bunch of money in his career, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, but like I hate the sports fan that says like Scottie Pippen has no right to be mad about his contract That's because he made a lot of money in his career. The same way as like he had a very unfair contract and there was probably reasons that he signed a long-term deal that you're not allowed to sign anymore in the NBA, by the way, because they determined that was a bad idea for the players. Um, And, you know, he grew up in, I mean, obviously like needed to take care of his family. And that was, that was, he admitted that. And that was something that was at the front of his mind. There were two people that lived in his house um, in wheelchairs, you know, like, so yes, he made a lot of money in his career, um, but that doesn't mean like he didn't have an unfair contract while he was one of the best players in the NBA for like a, a good run of that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, well, what, like I don't Rodman, know. Rodman said for the 18 months that MJ was semi-retired, Scottie Pippen was the best basketball player on the planet. Yeah, sure. And like, I, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't doubt that. I also don't doubt yeah. that he's suiting up for his boy, but that's fine. Yeah, sure. 
And, you know, I also think that, uh, yeah, I mean, it just, you get, and then you kind of get like the overwrought opinions about that from like people like Jamel Hill or something like that. And then you get all the people that respond to her with like, oh, well, he made 108 million. So he needs to shut his mouth and not complain. Like, like the only thing that matters is like, if you're rich at the end of the day, like, I mean, that's kind of not the point any of us are making. Like we're talking about that team at that time. And that was something that was going on with that team at that time. And, you know, I get it. I mean, he wanted to rehab on on the clock because he he had a bad contract. Yeah. He was, he was the trailblazer for Shaq saying, oh, I I got hurt on company time. I'm going to rehab on company time. (laughs) Right. Yeah, exactly. Scotty walks so Shaq could run. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's interesting. I just, you know, I, you see like the overdone opinion on both sides of that too. And it's kind of like, well, I mean, I, I get it. And I think there's a lot of factors that contribute to everything that happens. So, right. But again, that's not, it's not fair to have that discussion in hindsight because it was the whole issue is what Scotty was feeling it in the immediate time of that summer. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I mean, Scotty Pippen's. What his career earnings would be. Yeah, it was like, I think Scotty Pippen's ex wife was like chirping him on Twitter, like, don't worry, guys. Scotty did just fine. He made plenty of money. It's like, what do you get out of here, lady? Like, no one, first of all, like, like, what are you like just going on? But anyhow, that was, I I, I was a little, I guess, bothered by some of that reaction because it's like, yeah. But hey, it's it's nice. Like you said, nice to have sports back. Correct. It's not helpful. So anyhow. All right. Well, hey, we did it. Two hours. Go, go crushed team. it go team um any any final words before we close down the close down the pod have fun editing this jordan should be fun oh yeah <laughs> it'll be a delightful four and a half hours on sunday before the last dance enjoy uh have a you know what have a beer on have a beer on me have a have a cold have beer a, i'll run have, into a cold beer have yourself a cold beer too <laughs> I'll run into a cold beer. get up in that lab it was really Jason did most of the cursing, so you just need to yeah. listen to him. You're welcome. Back, so. Yeah, it won't be so much episode. the curses as it'll be like all of the the freeze gaps. Yeah, my yeah white houses. Yeah, we might have to look at getting like an extender, or we could just move back to the other room that we didn't have this problem in. Except that, like, I've been doing a lot of my work in here and in that room, and it would be nice to have an extender. Anyway, this is for <laughs> off the pot talk. More kind of forgot, stuff. kind of forgot we were still recording there for a second. But go ahead know. and order one. All right, this is the Wheel Route Podcast. Thank you for joining us. We're at the Wheel Route on Twitter. We have email address wheelroutepodcast at gmail.com. We have a website. It is thewheelroute.com. Go listen to some good music this week and tell us if you enjoy our picks. Otherwise. Go Gators. Go Hoos. Go Dukes. May the roses ever be in your favor, boys. (laughs) 